Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Oh, wow. That was not very encouraging. How's everybody doing today? Good? Okay, good. How many of you guys are ready for AMC? Let's hear it with your voices in your hands. All right, how many of you guys are ready? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Man, we are so excited. Uh, man, AMC's around the corner. Some of us were already there yesterday setting everything up just to turn around and tear it all back down um, as we are practicing for next week. And man, I can tell you one thing, the electricity in the room, now not literally, but like, well, that too, but like how electric it was, how much like, how fun it was, how it felt to be in that environment, phenomenal. We are beyond excited for what God is going to do in that area. And, and so we're going to actually go into um, something that's a little different. If it's your first time with us at TC, um, we only take up two special offerings every year. Two special offerings every year. One is our first fruits offering, um, in this case, our Imagine offering. And the second one is our legacy offering. And our legacy offering, we actually give 100% of that away. We don't keep that. Um, we keep all of it away. But we are actually going to, uh, today, we're taking up our first fruits offering. Our, and, and we're calling it our Imagine offering because we're in the Imagine series. Now, what's awesome about the Imagine offering and the first fruits opportunity is what it means. And, and to give you a little context for those of you that may not know, it's actually an Old Testament principle that God still honors today. All right, so what would happen is in the Old Testament, they would go out and, and when it came time to harvest, that so you would plant a seed. And when it came time to harvest that seed, you would actually go out and they would tie a little ribbon around the very first fruit that would start to produce. And then once it was fully grown, they would take it um, and the first harvest, so all of their first fruits and vegetables, and they would bring it to their storehouse. They would bring it to their place of worship and they would present that as an offering. And when they would do that, that was their way of saying, God, we're giving you our first and we're looking to you to bless the rest of the year. So if we give you our first, then God will trust you to be a supernatural blessing on the rest of the year, right? And God always showed up and he always proved himself to be worthy and abundant and blessing uh, in their lives and in their harvest. So we actually practice that every year. And just a small testimony of what's happened. I remember my brother-in-law, it was about five years ago, I believe. He came in, he was getting ready to give his first fruits offering, and he had just lost his job. And he came in and said, I'm going to give a first fruits offering. And the first fruits offering is supposed to be sacrificial. For example, uh, myself and my wife, we're giving um, one week's salary. So one week's salary for me is what we're giving in the first fruits offering. And so as, he, as you give that offering, as you give that to the Lord, you do that saying, God, I'm giving you this, you're going to bless the rest. And so my brother-in-law came and he said, he just lost his job, I'm going to give this to the Lord. And he sat down with Pastor Dan and he said, I'm, I'm going to give and I'm, I'm expecting God to not just give me a job, I want him to give me a job with a company vehicle, with a gas card for the company vehicle, making more money than I'm making now, and I want to have weekends off to spend with my family. <laughs> And Pastor Dan said, okay. Um, so, and so, man, literally, uh, I, it was just a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, uh, he gets a phone call and he gets a job with a company vehicle. They pay his gas. They gave him more money than he was making before, and they gave him weekends off to spend with his family. And all of that was favor because he gave. Yeah, absolutely. So the question is, what, what is... What are you looking for in your life? What are you looking for God to do in your life? And is there a way to sow into that opportunity so that you've put metaphorical seed in the ground 
for a harvest to be able to come forward, right? And so that's what we're going to do today is we're going to take up our first fruits offering. Um, our goal um, is all of this offering is going towards the move to AMC. We've spent more than the amount of money we're aiming to raise. But today we're going to try to raise $35,000 between the first service and this service. Um, but here's the deal. We take up the first fruits offering even if we weren't moving to AMC. Because this isn't an opportunity for us to give towards AMC. This is an opportunity to give to the Lord the first and watch him bless the rest of our year. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I want the Lord of the universe, God, to be able to bless and supernaturally put favor on my family. And so I'm expecting God to do something amazing through this. And I hope that you'll join us in giving to the Lord. Now, this isn't our tithes and offerings. This is the first fruit. This is a separate offering from our 10%. This is a separate offering from what we would usually give. But here's the thing. Give... And I don't tell you what to give. I never have and I never will tell you what to give. I'll tell you to ask God what you should give. And whatever he tells you, be obedient to that. Because God doesn't hold us accountable for what we do. He holds us accountable for what he asked us to do. And so as we give today, let's give being obedient to the Lord. So I won't tell you. We want to pray and say, God, what is it you want me to give today? And let's be obedient to that. And there's different ways you can do it. Um, you can give cash or check. Um, check young people are these things that we used to write numbers on and it was worth the numbers that we wrote on the check it's a crazy concept I know but if you want to give electronically go to you can take out your smartphone you can go to mytc.life mytc.life and uh, you can actually click on the giving option and there's a section in there that says first fruits slash imagine offering um, and as we give today let's give expecting God to do something supernatural in our lives so two words that I want you as we get ready to give this offering there's two words that I I want you to pray in your own spirit. And the first one is that we're going to give cheerfully, which means we're giving with joy, not reluctantly, not hesitantly. We're saying, you know what, God, this is an opportunity to give to you. And I'm going to give to you expecting, which is our second word, expectantly. I'm giving expecting you, God, to come through in the areas of need. Now, I'm not promising you a yacht tomorrow, although if you get one, the church number is 850-457-3512. Call us. I'll come. All right, we'll hang out. It'll be a party. But I'm not promising you that. I'm not even saying you're going to get a million dollars. None of those things. What I'm saying is, if there's anyone you want blessing your life, it's God. More than your boss, more than your company, more than anyone else, it's God. Because he can create favor for you when no one else can. Come on, somebody. Am I right? So as you give today, again, I'm not telling you what to give. I'm encouraging you to practice something and watch how God comes through when we're obedient, right? So we're going to get ready to take up our Imagine offering. Ushers, go ahead and come. And we're going to, I'm going to pray over it. And as I pray over this offering, I just want to encourage you to ask the Lord what you should give and be obedient to that. All right, guys? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you that you've blessed us. We thank you that everything we have is yours, God. So as we get ready to give to you our first fruits, our offering, Father, as we get ready to give to you a small portion of what you've given us, Father, I pray that you use it, God, to reach people. I pray that, Father, you pour out blessing on these people's lives, Father. I pray that, pray that as we all participate, my family and every person that's in here that is saying, yes, I'm going to give to this, some, uh, to a degree sacrificially, but to, definitely to a degree cheerfully and expecting you, God, to come through in our areas of need. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The ushers go ahead, pass the buckets around. They're going to play a track for us. And I do want to let you know, don't forget, you can give electronically mytc.life. 
as those buckets are going around, I do wanna say, if this is your first Sunday here, it does not usually look like this in this room, okay? So a good chunk of everything we're taking to AMC is already at AMC. All right, so all of our lights that are usually hanging up here, uh, if you go down the hallway, some of our kids' classrooms, we've already started taking stuff out of there. Um, so we wanna ask you to, if this is your first Sunday with us, come back next week, but not here, because you'll be here by yourself, okay? Come to AMC on Bayou Boulevard, uh, and our services will be at nine o'clock and 10.30. All right, nine o'clock and 10.30. Um, it's gonna be a great, great time. All right, guys, as the buckets are making their way towards the back, turn to your neighbor and say, imagine. All right, let's try that again. Look for the person on the other side of you you just neglected and say, imagine. All right, guys. So as we get ready to go into that, there's a couple questions that have come up that we wanted to kind of get ahead of a little bit. Because um, I was talking to a lady last week and she said, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go to AMC with you guys. And I said, what? And she was like, yeah. She said, you know, uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't know if I want to go to a, a church that won't have kids ministry. And I was like, who said we weren't having kids ministry? And she said, well, I just assumed that the kids were going to be in the main auditorium, like in the theater with us. And I was like, no. <laughs> and so uh, after that, and then some uh, feedback from some of our trustees and some of our leaders, we wanted to kind of give you an idea of what you're going to be walking into next week. Can I do that for just a minute? So uh, you're not going to see actual photos. We're just going to show you a diagram layout. This is not to scale. This is done like not to scale. Anyway, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, true. Come in. Before we do that, we're going to pray over our uh, offering. So uh, let's just lift a hand this way, guys. And uh, if you gave electronically, uh, obviously yours isn't in here, um, but we're going to pray over that too. So let's pray. Father, we just pray right now, God, and we just, we lift this up to you. Father, every person that is given, including my family, God, I pray that you see areas, Father, where blessing and favor can come forward, God. And I pray that you just pour that out in Jesus' name. Lord, every area of blessing, every opportunity for a raise, every promotion, God, every new job that you're going to introduce, Father, every uh, opportunity, every blessing. God, I just pray right now over these people, Father, where areas where they just need new vehicles, I pray that supernaturally things start to show up, God. I pray where they need raises, where they need new jobs, where, Father, where anything that is needed, God, you are our provider, not the world. And so, God, I pray that as we have given sacrificially, you pour out supernatural favor over Jesus, in Jesus' name over this offering and all those that gave electronically. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, guys. So uh, let's throw the diagram up there. Let's have a look. And this is it. Okay. Like I said, this is not to scale. I doodled this on a notepad. No, I'm just kidding. So, so how many guys have been to AMC on Bayou? Yes, we've been to AMC on Bayou. Okay, super. So you know that when you first walk in, you're kind of in a concession concession area, right? We even took our projector down and put it over here. Um, and so when you first walk into the main entrance from the parking lot where the concession is, you can buy $20 bags of popcorn and $15 raisinettes. Y'all know what I'm talking? Okay, we all there? Perfect. That's the main entrance. When you walk in, you're going to go to your right. When you go to your right, you are now officially in our area. It will be no mistaken. We have obnoxiously large banners and everything. You will know you are where you are supposed to be. Not to mention that the TC crew parties like nobody else parties. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Ayo. Anyway, so there, there will be enough energy in the room. You'll know where you're going. So you go to the right. We have our nursery. There are restrooms. 
the main auditorium, and if you look all the way over, you'll see there's an elementary classroom, a preschool classroom, a Haven classroom. The TC Haven will still be very much open uh, for our kids and families, so uh, for all of our kids with special needs um, and families there. We have a kids check-in. That's the whole lobby. So everything we have here will be there. Okay, so, uh, man, it's going to be a phenomenal time. So every classroom is going to be available. Man, and I'm telling you, you guys are going to be wowed by what God has given us the opportunity to do right here in this spot. All right, so do me two favors. Number one, show up next week, and let's give, let's give God our highest praise in this new facility and expecting people that are, have not been to church in however long in that area, let's see them pour in the doors, right? Can we do that? Yes. And then secondly, if you go to Bayou, the AMC on Bayou between now and then or any time after today, and you tell them you go to Transformation Church, do not make a fool out of us, okay? So don't be rolling up there leaving a mess, all right? And be like, they don't belong to me. I don't know who they are. I don't they don't, I don't know how they know my name. Anyway, so that was it. It's going to be a good time. Come out next week. Phenomenal. 9 o'clock and 10.30. All right, so for you 11 o'clock crowd, you're going to 10.30, all right? Um, and we'll be shutting it down at 11.35. It's going to be phenomenal. Are you guys excited? Are you guys excited? Perfect. All right, let's do it. Let's get into our sermon for today. And this is our last sermon in DeSoto Street. Bittersweet, but it's going to be awesome where we're going. So I want to talk to you today about our season. Turn to your neighbor and say, our season. I want to talk to you about our season. See, the, the thing is, is your season is all, all a season really. How many of you guys have had good seasons where it seems like God was for you, doors were opening up for you, things were going your way? Anybody ever seen those, experienced those? How many guys love those? How many guys would like to live in that all the time, right? Where just good things popping all around you, right? How many guys know it don't always go that way? How many guys know sometimes our seasons, you just got to get through it? Come on, anybody ever had a get through it season? Only four of us. Uh, where do y'all live? I want to know where y'all at because I need to come stay at y'all's place then. How many of y'all know sometimes seasons, you just got to get through it a little bit? And so what happens, though, is all a season really is, even your good seasons, all a good season really is, is a culmination of making the best out of individual moments. You see, when moments present themselves and we capitalize on key moments and we make capitalizing on key moments a consistent thing it turns into a key season does that make sense so when we capitalize on those moments but here's a good example how many guys know somebody that is talented has a lot of potential but they don't do nothing with it how many of y'all got somebody like i got family members like that <laughs> you get they got a ton of potential but they don't do anything with it the reason many people never experience seasons of blessing is because they don't capitalize on moments of opportunity. And so what we want to do is recognize that it's time that we capitalize on individual moments. And as key moments come together, they can culminate, culminate in key seasons. Turn to your neighbor and say season. So here's a question I have for you. Is your goal how long you live or is it your goal that you live? Is your goal how long you live? How many of us are trying to extend the life that we're living, but it's not a life worth living? 
how many of us, we, we wake up, we go to work, we come home, we go to sleep. We wake up, we go to work, come home, we go to sleep. We wake up, we go to work, come home, we go to sleep. And we get into this pattern. And all of a sudden, we, before we realize it, a week, a month, a year, two years, five years, ten years has gone by. And we haven't done anything with our life. We're just getting through it. And the reality is, is that God wants so much more for your season. He wants this opportunity for us to live this life. But we have to capitalize on this life and make sure that it's a life worth living. Because for many of us, we're focusing on living long, but we're not focused on how well we're living while we're pursuing it. Is it a life worth living? Here's another question for you. Do you grow tired of reading about other people's achievements? And do you ever wish that you could read about your own? People who have made the history books And do we ever wish, man, I really wish I could do something great that would be noteworthy? Are we just content reading about other people's greatness? I don't know about you, but when I die, I want my life to be noted that it was a life worth living. I want to be known for something bigger than myself. And I want to capitalize on key seasons in my life to create the greatest possible impact on other people's lives that's noteworthy. And it creates an opportunity the world will remember me. Anybody else want to go on that journey? Y'all quiet today. Y'all better wake up. I said, any of y'all want to go? Any of y'all want to live a life? Does anybody in here want to live a life that is worth living beyond just the regular how many of us want to live a life that God is supernatural blessing come on somebody anybody with me on that good okay so I want to give you three things today number one I want you to imagine a life imagine life we didn't give you sermon notes today we just I want you to just grab a hold of this download it into your spirit I want you to hear it I want you to absorb it imagine with life imagine a life imagine the life and here's the reality is the only life that's worth living is the life that Jesus is in control of. The only life that's worth living is the life that's been sacrificially laid down on behalf of the gospel to the God of the universe that knows your name. See, too often in life, we're living a life for ourselves, not realizing that if we're only ever living a life for us, we're never really living a life on purpose. If life is only ever what I can get, if life is only ever what I can obtain, we're never actually living for the God who created us for something bigger and better than ourselves. What is God doing and calling us to that's bigger than just us? What is it he wants to do in, but not just in your life, through our lives, right? So we don't come to God to get things from God. We come to God to get God himself. You see, we don't come to Jesus to get things from Jesus. We come to Jesus just to get him. How many of us have ever tried to leverage our church attendance, our good deeds, our good actions against the Lord, hoping that would give us more favor on behalf of what we're praying for? How many of us have ever said, God, if you'll do this, I'll never do this again? Only three honest people here. The rest of y'all, lying, lying. No, sorry. How many of us ever said, God, if you do this, I'll never do that again. Trying to stack our chips against God. Can I tell you something? The God of the universe does not need your leverage to accomplish something in this world. When he gives us opportunity, it is not his opportunity to use us. It's our opportunity to be used by him. You see, this life 
that God has given us this opportunity is to live a life in Christ, in Jesus, and recognize that when he went to the cross, he went to the cross knowing your name. See, when we think about Jesus who went to the cross and died on our behalf for our sins. Anybody ever messed up? Where are my messed up people at, right? There we go. hey yo. Okay, so we've all messed up. Now, some of y'all got a cute little, uh, cute little binder full of screw-ups. Anybody, anybody, you grew up and everything's weren't bad. How many of y'all got the scrolodex of screw-ups? Hey, there we go, right? We just got the whole thing full. We got to alphabetize our mess-ups with chapters. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like just, so as we step into this life that is founded in Jesus, what we find is that God did not send Jesus to the cross. And I don't think that Jesus, when he went to the cross, saw the whole world and said that I'm going to die for that. I think that he saw every one of our faces. I think he knew our names. And when he went to the cross, knowing our names, said, I'm going to die for that one. I'm going to die for that one. I'm dying for you. I think he knew our name. I think he knew who we were. I think we, he knew our destiny and our purpose and said, I'm dying for that because the cross is not general it's specific he intentionally went to the cross on our behalf because we couldn't save ourselves. how many of y'all done messed up this week right we're four hours and 50 minutes into this week y'all we done messed up okay so how many of y'all messed up today? Don't lie, right? McDonald's didn't have y'all McMuffin ready when y'all pulled up, right? Just in the drive-thru, like, Argh! Went to Burger King. They were out of croissants. You got to say croissant at Burger King because you in the Burger King drive-thru. You got to sound fancy, okay? So, right? Got an attitude with the lady at the window. Now, there's one thing that's attitude worthy. I'm not going to lie to you. Can y'all fix the McFlurry machine, man? Y'all changed the game putting mini M&Ms in some Frosty, but y'all's machine broke all the time. Got a brother sinning in the car. Can't even get my butterfinger, man. I'm just kidding, but y'all know what I'm talking about. We've all blown it. We've all messed up, right? The Bible says that there's none righteous, no, not one. That's what it says. So the reality is, is the life that is available to us, we have to realize being made brand new in Jesus is the first step to a new start. Right? Being made brand new in Jesus is the first step to a new start. Numbers 13, 1 and 2 says this, the Lord said to Moses, so uh, Moses is sending some men to spy out the land. The Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. You see, there was a promised land made available to the Israelites, but they had to go get it. There's a life available to you, but you got to go get it. Nothing gets handed to you in this world. Nothing gets handed to you even in God's world. At some point, you got to put a foot forward on what you want. Can I get an amen on that? So we have to move forward. But here's the thing. John 10.10 10 says this. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have, say that word with me. Where is it at? It's not over there. Life and have it more abundantly. Some translations say have it to the full. 
God came that we would have something bigger and better than just our life, but that we would have it to the full. Next, I want you to imagine with faith. Imagine with faith. You see, because once we've been made new, faith becomes an option to trust in the God of the universe. Once we've been made brand new, Jesus gives us an opportunity to put our faith to the test in the one that's bigger than the world. You see, I don't need a solution to my problems. I need the one that's bigger than my problems. Who is Jesus, right? To believe what you cannot see, to trust the God in the, to trust God in the midst of difficulty, and to believe that he is for you when circumstances seem too much. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Some of us that grew up in church, remember, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path, right? So my man DeMarcus is going to help me out. Come over here, DeMarcus. He knows he sits on the front row just for this reason. Come on, man. Look at me, and you got almost the same size jeans on. I see you. Almost. Anyways, what's up, baby? Come on over here, man. So. This is what many of us do in life. I want to show you this because I, I want to make some sense out of Proverbs 3 for a second. This is what many of us do. DeMarcus is going to be us. Jesus, not a weekend thing. My man. Okay, so DeMarcus is going to be us and I'm going to play God. Okay, all right. So this is what happens. Me and, me and DeMarcus are going to go on a journey. I'm going to turn this way. I'm just going to have you walk. Just walk a little bit. So we're walking together, right? But as we get, we come up and, oh, man, look at this thing. This situation, this circumstance, this, this pain, this struggle is right in front of us, right? And as it get, comes right in front of us, we got two options, right? We can either trust the Lord, but here's what has to happen. To trust the Lord means you're, you're going to have to lean. You're going to have to fall. But what happens, how much you trust me, man? Okay, okay. If he's going to trust me, you ever heard of a trust fall before? All right. How much you trust me? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Right? So, but here's what Proverbs 3 is talking about. It's in all your ways, acknowledge him. But here's what it says. It says that. We should lean not on our understanding. Because when we come in contact with situations, guess what happens? We got two options. We can either fall flat on our face, which some of us have done, or we can lean on the Lord in faith. The problem with leaning on the Lord is I can't see what I'm falling into. And the reason many of us choose not to lean on God is if I'm going to fall, at least I can see what I'm falling into. But if you're going to trust, it means leaning on what you can't see. That's why the faith is the substance of things hoped for, with the evidence of things not yet seen. Because if I'm going to trust God, that means i got to fall into the arms of the one that I don't even know is there. Any of y'all ever felt like God wasn't there? Be honest. You can be honest. Anyone ever felt like your prayers went unanswered? Anyone ever felt like heaven went silent on you? That means you got to, one more time, lean into the arms of Christ, right? Here's why this becomes difficult. Because sometimes 
God catches us here, not up here. You see, sometimes we start falling and we're like, Ayo, I thought you were there. Sometimes God gets a little too close to the mortgage payment and eviction notice. I said, sometimes God gets a little too close to our diagnosis. Sometimes, God, we feel like he's run out of time. But can I tell you, he'll always catch you because he's always there. Thanks, brother. Go ahead. And so Proverbs 3 is explaining to us, and we quote it all the time, and preachers, uh, preachers preach about it all the time, and churches talk about it all the time. But you know how hard it is to lean not on your own understanding? But in all our ways, trust in him to direct our paths. But I don't know about you guys, but I have found that God's path always leads me down the right road. And my path always leads me into some jacked up situations. Can we trust God today? Let's, let's keep going. Numbers 13, 17 through 20. I'm going to give this to you quickly. So Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up to the hill country, see what the land is, whether the people dwelling are strong or weak. He wanted to see if the, the city was fortified, how strong it was, how can we defeat it? That's the question he's asking. Then number three, I want to give this to you. I want you to imagine with action. You see, imagine with life, a new life in Jesus. Here's the good news. That's all on God's part. And none, of, none on ours. But then we imagine with faith. And faith is half God's part and half ours. But this last one, action, that's all your part. That's all you. God's giving you a chance. What are you going to do with it? God's giving you this life. What are you going to do with it? God's giving you the opportunity. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to seize the moment? Are you going to capitalize on the season? Are we going to let this one pass me by and turn 70 years old and complain about the life that we could have had but never did? I don't know about you, but I want to live a life worth living. I want to live a life that testifies of who Jesus was in me, but not just in me, through me to a hurting and broken world. I want to carry hope with me. I want to be the one that walks in the room and people know that I'm there because it's changing just by my presence alone and who Christ is in me. I want purpose and destiny in my life. So let's go. Numbers 13, 30. Then Caleb silenced the people. So they come back with this report and they say, yo, it's, it's, the, the city is fortified. And Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. Caleb says, if God's on our side, we don't need anybody else. He says, so we can certainly do it. But here's the thing. Caleb's talking, but all the people can hear is fear because of Numbers 13, 31 through 33. But the men who had gone up there, the spies, they said, we can't attack those people. All the people we saw there are of great size. He's saying they're huge. We saw the sons of Anak there, which is their, their enemy. And we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. They said, they're so big that we're going to look like tiny grasshoppers to them. And to be honest with you, we look like tiny grasshoppers to us. Here's what happened. Because you can have potential, you can have purpose, but you want to know what the greatest antidote, you want to know what the greatest threat to your purpose is? Fear. Matter of fact, when fear steps into the midst of progress, it always creates paralysis. You become paralyzed 
by the possibility of what might not happen for you. You become paralyzed with fear because it sets into progress. It doesn't matter how good you're going. When fear sets in, how many guys know that it reduces your thoughts? Fear owns you. You see, because Satan's plan, the enemy's plan in your life is if you're in Jesus, as your faith is in Jesus Christ and your life belongs to him, his plan isn't to alter your destination now, it's to alter your destiny. Satan's plan isn't to try to get you out of heaven and into hell now. Satan's plan is to make sure that you don't get anybody else out of heaven and into hell. Satan's plan is to make sure that your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, it's your coworkers, your neighbors. Hey, listen, they, fine, Anthony can go to heaven. I'm just gonna make sure he don't take anybody else with him. Demarcus can go to heaven. I just wanna, and, and when fear sets into your mind, it doesn't change your destination, but it changes your destiny to impact other people's destinations. And we have to realize that when fear captivates our mind and it holds us captive, what is God calling us to that we're no longer able to do because fear is holding us captive? In life, sometimes circumstances pop up. The doctor's report, the financial situation. You get a note, your world can be going fine, but your one doctor's report, one eviction notice, one repo away from your whole world crashing. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure there are people in this room that you weren't trying to possess a new land but you are trying to possess your purpose. And the enemy in front of you may not have been people, but it doesn't change them from looking like giants. Your doctor's report may look like these giants. Your, your situation may seem like fortified walls. What you're coming up against in your life may be the same thing that Caleb and the spies were coming up against. And, and again, your purpose is trying to lead you somewhere, but all of a sudden it seems like everything in life is so big and you look like a grasshopper. And God's here trying to tell you and let you know that if we can have some Caleb-like faith, some Caleb-like purpose to say, I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what our finances look like. I don't care what any of those things are. We're gonna put our foot forward and we're gonna move towards our purpose and we're gonna move towards our destiny and we're gonna see God do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves because the enemy may, may seem big. The circumstances may seem like walls and it may seem like there's no way you can defeat it. But I'm telling you today that when Jesus is on your side, there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can hinder you. There's nothing that's too big because you don't need something bigger than your problems. You need a God that is bigger than your problems. You don't need a solution. You need a savior who can step in and say, none of this matters because I was here when the world was created. And I'm here to tell you today, don't let fear paralyze you and stop you from fulfilling your purpose. Can we all look to God to be our everything? In Jesus' name, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. And I thank you, God, that you are our source. You're our strength. We look to you to be our everything. We love you today. God, I pray for all those who may be coming up against difficulties right now. Father, your word says that you are 
our source and our strength. You're our strong tower. You're our cornerstone that our life is built on. So God, we look to you today and we trust you. We love you and we thank you. God, I pray that every person, you equip them, you strengthen them, you encourage their heart, you lead them closer to you and you show them that you have not left them, you have not forsaken them, but you make a way when there seems like there is no way. We love you today. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. The depth of your struggle, throw it up there, guys. The last slide, the depth of your struggle is not a sign of your shame, but rather a sign of God's redemptive power. Hear me today. The lowest point in your life, the lowest of your low, is not a place where you hang your hat of shame. It's a testimony of the extent God will go to get you back. Can we all acknowledge that God is good in this house today? Let's give him praise one time. So good. I wanna pray one more time with us. So let's bow our heads. If you're in this room today, and maybe you're in a place right now where you've tried to do life your way, you've tried to be in control and you've realized that that's a, that's a dead end. But God is here willing and waiting and ready to accept all of us with open arms. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the beauty of the gospel is that even though our sins separate us from God, when Jesus went to the cross, he showed his love for us. And that while we were still sinners, he died for us. And there was a spiritual death that we should have to pay with our life. But he says, I'm not gonna have you do that. And Jesus paid that price with his physical death. And today, if you're ready to be forgiven, you're ready for your sins to just be washed away. You're ready for a fresh start. And you're ready for Jesus to take control of your life. If that's you, it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where you've come from. God's interested in where you're going. And today, if you wanna know him, you want Jesus to take control? I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. I just wanna pray for you. And if you're in this room, you say, that's me, pastor. I want a fresh start. I wanna give my life to Jesus. Would you raise your hand right where you sit and say, that's me. I want a fresh start. I want a new beginning. God bless you. God bless you. Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. Like I said, we're not gonna embarrass you. We just wanna pray for you. We wanna introduce you to a Jesus that's here and ready and waiting. There's some more, it says, that's me. I want a fresh start in Jesus. God bless you. Maybe you're watching us online right now and you're saying, that's me, pastor. I want a fresh start. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pray a prayer together. This prayer doesn't make you saved. All this prayer is doing is putting words to the actions of your heart that you're giving your life to Jesus today and you're making him your Lord. And so together we're gonna pray this prayer and we're gonna proclaim that Jesus is now Lord of our life. So church, I want you to all pray it with me and the whole church is gonna pray it so you're not praying by yourself. So let's do it, church. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross. And I believe that you rose three days later through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. So I believe in you, I follow you, I give you my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen and amen. TC, let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that perhaps for the first time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we want to give you some details as we wrap today's service up. If you prayed that prayer or you did not, or if it's your first time here and you made a decision for Christ today, in the seat back in front of you is a connect card, a white connect card. And if you'll do us a favor, take that connect card out and fill it out and check the box that says it was my first time here today, or I made a decision for Christ today, or maybe even both. And if you'll drop it in the offering bucket as it goes around, we wanna help give you some next steps. See, this isn't the end of your journey, it's the beginning of a new one. And we wanna help plug you into that, but we gotta know who you are to help you in that process. So do me a favor and fill that card out. You can drop it in the bucket as it goes around, or you can take it by our Connect team out in the lobby and they'll give you a free gift just for being with us today. So please make sure that you take advantage of that opportunity because we wanna help you with what God has next for you. All right, guys, let's put our hands together one more time for all those that prayed that as the ushers come. And we're gonna get ready to take up our tithes and offerings. And so, man, we are so pumped about what God is doing and where he's taking us. So as we get ready to give today, now this is different from our first fruits offering, right? So this is our tithes and any offering that you have that you wanna to give today. So in our tithe, the Bible says we give 10% of whatever we make to the Lord, right? So some of people say, man, pastor, I don't know if I'm just not in a position where I can do that. Maybe you're new to the faith, that's fine. Pick a number, pick something. Maybe it's 2%, maybe it's five, right? We're not worried about what you give. God just wants to know that you're gonna be obedient and that you're gonna give, right? So I don't know what anyone in this church gives. I've never seen a giving report and I never will because I care about leading you, all right? And so we love you today. So what we wanna do is connect you to God and watch God pour out blessing in your life. And so as you give today, you're not giving to me, you're not giving to Transformation Church, you're worshiping the Lord by giving to Him and you're just doing it through this church as a portal. So you can give today with cash or check. You can also go to mytc.life on your smartphone, but pick a percentage, pick a number. And as you give, look for God to give back to you. And when He does, because He's faithful, then you'll know that you can trust him with more. And then you and God can get into a zone where you're giving and he's blessing and you're giving and he's blessing. And that's a great place to be in because God has all that we need. All right, guys, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, I thank you that for every dollar that we have, every job that we have, Father, it really all belongs to you. So God, as we get ready to give to you today, I thank you. Bless those that give sacrificially. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, guys, go ahead and stand to your feet. We're gonna get ready to worship in song as we worship in giving, and we'll see you guys at AMC next week.